welcome to NZGG, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, games, and anything else that tickles our nerdy parts. My name is Regan, and with me, as always, is Tom. What up? Not much. You? Not much, man. How you been? I've been good. Been so, a bit of a break from the, the normal one, one a week. Yeah, it was just, you know, starting to get, like, way too many people contacting us. Yeah. Got the burden of, like, responsibility in terms yeah. of putting out one podcast a week. I know. It was, we were getting too popular. Yeah, yeah. And by two, you mean two listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks so much to everybody that's listened so far. Remember to flick us a subscribe and flick us a rating. Well, they could just do it. Yeah. They don't have to flick it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just give it to us in any sense that you want. You could throw us one. I mean, yeah. whatever. I guess you could flick it. Um, let's do the news. All right. Uh, not much going on in the movie world. So that's news. Sick. All right, so moving on to today's main feature, which is The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. We have done a podcast on The Last Jedi. It was our very first podcast. It got us into podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Was we wanted to, we went and saw The Last Jedi at midnight. Yeah. And we wanted to vent about how much, basically, we hated it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a really cool thing that a movie we hated so much got us yeah. into podcasting and got us, you know, 11 episodes later. Yep. A very a negative way to start off a podcasting <laughs> career. Yeah. But um, what, what prompted us to do another podcast on the last Jedi was we rewatched it again last night yes on you know on blu-ray at home not not the same as the, the theater but first of all i enjoyed it <laughs> second of all i also enjoyed it <laughs> what the hell so we were kind of looking at each other like during the film last night like i i'm enjoying this <laughs> and you're like oh, <laughs> and so but in the midnight premiere i was looking at you going what the fuck you looked they like done? you were gonna just explode yeah i felt like i was gonna explode it was just and i was sitting there the whole time trying not to look at you just thinking You're this just- is a good movie please i can make this good i can justify things i can do it and i just couldn't yeah, yeah. so we both left very frustrated and, and angry pretty much i came out of that film and i felt like maybe i was the only one normally with midnight premieres that i've been to people clap at the end of it you know there's normally a big cheer for mm. a lot of stuff this film had none of that and most people that we were with did not like it too. yeah and, and when i left you know the, the, there wasn't the sense of like smiles on people's faces and everyone was like buzzing it was just confusion like, confusion a lot of confusion i think a lot of justification was happening straight away yeah people were like oh no, no no there was there was some good bits you know yeah but weirdly last night i i was i was emotional like i felt Star Wars feels, which yes. I didn't, and I was trying to think why. What was the difference between watching it last night, where I enjoyed it, and watching it at the cinema? Mm-hmm. And I think the main reason yes. was that we couldn't be surprised again by the things that annoyed us. Yes, because for say something big happened that annoyed us when we watched it the film, I I couldn't process it fast enough i was still thinking about it for the next scene maybe the next two scenes Mm. that i lost all enjoyment from the good things of the film because i was just so annoyed and maybe that makes me a bad movie watcher i don't know yeah but i couldn't get over those things so i couldn't enjoy the great parts of the last jedi whereas last night i already knew about those bad things so i couldn't dwell on them for too long yeah i dwelled on them for the last few months (laughs) yeah yeah. and i just got to watch this movie which has a lot of awesome parts Mm. and i loved it it was great there's a lot of passionate fans within the Star Wars community and a lot of people have come out and have recently, 
you know, spoken about how there is so much hate for The Last Jedi mm. and they can't understand it. So, and, but also on the other side as well, you know, like I even did a tweet on our NZGG page where I, I, you know, put an argument forward to somebody about The Last Jedi and all I got back was hate from people that thought that my theory was really, really dumb. Right. And that what I was saying was really dumb. But it wasn't them trying to argue a point back. Like, there were there were a few people that did do that and shut me down. And it was good because I learned something. But Legit. there were still a lot of people that were still throwing hate about. Yeah. And so... I feel like with what we're wanting to do now is that we're wanting to really come full circle on The Last Jedi. We're we're two very passionate moviegoers and we're two very passionate Star Wars fans. Mm. But firstly, what I'd like to do is read you a few tweets about The Last Jedi, just from other people. This is people that went and saw The Last Jedi straight after it. And I felt like I could identify with all of these (laughs) tweets straight after we saw The Last Jedi. All right, hit me with some. So, the first one, dude. The Phantom Menace is the worst Star Wars film. You'll be fine. Rian Johnson, hold my beer. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Funny you say that. The day before yesterday, I watched episode one. Mm. And then, of course, yesterday, we just said we watched The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is so much better than episode one. Wow. We asked each in other the, the question in the, in the podcast um, episode about The Last Jedi, which is better. You said The Last Jedi was worse. I think I was on the fence about yeah. which is worse. But having seen the, the those two movies again in the last two days, The Last Jedi is so much more enjoyable. Wow. Honestly, as soon as you remember Jar Jar, <laughs> you don't have to wonder which is the better <laughs> Of the two yeah we might have some mary poppins leia and some stupid fuel stuff but it's no jar jar it is no goddamn jar jar oh no i actually shed a tear over rian johnson's travesty of a film the last jedi so sad to see the legacy treated with such disrespect i'm sorry mark hamill and carrie fisher you deserved more that was another tweet by the way <laughs> yeah, no no that wasn't our opinion yeah that was a tweet <laughs> Just got out of The Last Jedi a little while ago. I can't believe I waited two years to see Snoke die in his second appearance with no full explanation at all and find out that Rey was the daughter of two nobodies. Both of those points were things that I think I was annoyed about when I first watched the film. Watching again, I I like both of those things. I like Mm. that Rey came from nowhere. Mm. I like that it doesn't... You're not all either a Skywalker descendant and you're powerful or you're nothing. Yeah. Like she came from nothing and she's powerful. That's cool. It's like another, there's more universe than just the Skywalker universe. Yeah. And the Snoke dying thing, I, it's great. It's a change to the normal Star Wars, which I'm embracing more and more now. Yeah. For the last Jedi. It, look, look, there are still things that annoy the shit out of me with the last Jedi. Like yeah. the whole, it's a space chase like the worst space chase of all time, in my opinion, that yes. I've seen. And it's about fuel running out and then like bad plans laid. And and that stuff still annoys me. I kind of like the whole, like rewatching it last night, I kind of like the whole fuel running out thing because what it kind of showed me was that it really gave me like a resistance type feel because they are constantly on the move. Right. You know, they are always moving. Yeah. And so fuel is really scarce. And so, it's, and so when it's like, okay, we've got to jump to light speed. Okay, well, where are we going? Like how much fuel do we have? How many like light speed trips can we do? Yeah. 
probably all goes through their mind, but of course, they've since developed the technology to be able to track them through light speed. Yeah, I don't like that. So I that, still don't like that. So a lot of aspects which I, why I had issues with when I first saw it, I felt like weren't explained correctly or weren't justified to me in, in, in a way that I understood. But in watching it the second time, I did see that it was explained enough. It was, you were told enough. And I right. kind of felt like, I felt like a lot of the really negative stuff made me look past like those little points. Mm. I wanted more, you mm. know, but when I look at, you know, certain films and like certain things happen, you know, why didn't Frodo just get taken to the volcano? Well, of course he didn't just get taken to the volcano, you know, like, it's a storyline. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same with this. You know, there so, are certain things that have to happen and certain things that will always remain unexplained. Yeah. So you're saying there was enough plot explanation that those things aren't actual plot holes? No, yeah, right. like like they're not they're not holes which are like actually trumpet. I think the the only the one thing about this film that really really bothered me was, and and the more I thought, saw it and, and thought about it, was that Poe in this film is almost an antagonist because in the beginning of the film. He uh, gets a whole lot of the fleet destroyed unnecessarily. Mm. Um, throughout the film, he questions the leadership of the resistance. Mm-hmm. And then he attempts a coup to take over. And then even after that, and he is, you know, relieved of his coup abilities. <laughs> you know, he is like still trying to dictate to people about what's happening. And he's, you know, calling people idiots. And like, he's just freaking out. And so what happens for me is that when I see like the casino part and he sends people away without telling anybody else, that whole part is just really, really bad for me. The whole casino part is really, really bad. I still don't understand that. But if they had just pulled it back and Poe did his normal runs into the control room and says to Leia we need to get this hacker and this person can then help us like shut down their tracker and then we can get away. Yeah. Then that would just be typical star Wars and would be great. Mm. But I don't understand why they wrote in that he had to send them away and they had to do this whole casino thing. Well, I, it's another, they wanted to get this extra theme in of the, you know, price of war and all that kind of, there are bad people in the universe and there are good people in the universe. And it's not just first order versus resistance or Sith versus Jedi. Mm. It's more complicated than that. And having rewatched the film again, I, I can see that that's a good theme to bring into the whole universe of Star Wars because you don't just want these Sith vs. Jedi stories all mm. the time. Yeah. I can see that Disney and Ryan Johnson are expanding the the tome of, of themes that are available in the Star Wars universe. And the Solo um, story that's coming up, that's not going to be Sith vs. Jedi at all. It's Rogue One wasn't Sith vs. Jedi at all. No. They're expanding the, the things that you can do with the Star Wars IP, yeah. which is a smart choice. And I think that whole casino thing is part of that. Um, yeah. But again, it also comes back into the force because those little kids yeah. who were in the Canto Bite region, one of them shows force sensitivity at the end. Yeah. So it, it's, it is more connected than I thought when I first watched The Last Jedi. That scene has more significance, but it is, it is a bit weird. It's a bit of a, like, whoa, okay, there's the space chase going on, but at the same time... There's this whole space cows thing. <laughs> yeah, so there was still 
Uh, I was going to ask you, but because you, you're a much bigger Star Wars fan than I am, how did you feel about the way Luke was written in this movie, having seen it a second time? And how do you feel like his his overall story coming to an end? You know, did you, did you like that? Was it something where you felt like he needed to be treated with more royalty, as it were? This is a big difference for me between first and second time watching. I didn't like the way Luke was portrayed the first time watching this. And I think maybe it was because I was expecting him to be something he didn't turn out to be. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting him to be green lightsaber wielding Luke from Return of the Jedi. Just kicks everyone's ass. Yeah. is a Jedi master. He's basically Yoda now. Yeah. And he can do everything. Uh, having watched it again, I was felt a lot more emotion for his state of um, state of mind, being that it's thirty years later and that he's been isolated on this island for that amount of time, mm. and he's disconnected from the Force. A big part of it is that he disconnected from the Force for all that time. Yeah. So when he he didn't feel Han being killed, you know how they can always feel their friends dying. Yeah, he that's... was completely disconnected from the Force, so he didn't feel that. And then he shut himself off from all the emotion of his failure yeah. with Kylo Ren, with Ben Solo. But that stuff coming back in and him having to face that was quite powerful for me on the second time watching. Because I was less pissed off about the stupid jokes and the stupid like the gimmick and the humour and stuff, which I'm not a big fan of in this film. But I, I moved past that on the second watching, and I was able to appreciate his arc and his mm. storyline. And the fact that he came back and still in the end sparked the rebellion by saving them and giving them enough time with yeah. this force hologram thing, which is kind of cool in the end, I think. I like his apprehensiveness to, to be one, a part of the force because he doesn't trust his own abilities Two, it's a pathway for anybody else that is force sensitive to him, namely mm. Kylo Ren, who's obviously a bit pissed off about him trying to stab him while he's sleeping yeah. with his lightsaber. Just on that real quick, still not a big fan of that whole misunderstanding thing. Like, that's really how Ben fully turns into a Sith, is that yeah, but it was I, like Luke was standing over him, but had just at that second decided not to kill him, but Ben woke at that second and saw that he was trying to kill him. Yeah, it, I don't like misunderstandings leading to huge character arcs yeah because it's like something from a sitcom but it's also uh, like a like a situation where they say that you know hate and resentfulness clouds your judgment as a jedi but that's kind of exactly what happened in that situation kylo ren was obviously um kind of leaning towards the dark side already so his judgment as soon as he saw luke like that his judgment was clouded. Yeah. Luke was also feeling hate and, you know, because he felt, you know, betrayed as a teacher and he felt like there was danger in front of him. So he went to kill and that hate and that anger clouded his judgment as well. So I feel like it was just a, you know, like a, not a win-win situation and it was written in a way where it's fine. Right. Like for me, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm fine with it too. It's just not great. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really powerful or well done. It was just, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. On Luke, I feel like they treated him well enough. I 
like within the um, Return of the Jedi, it was one of the first films that I saw as as, as a child. One of my first Star Wars films, mm. and so when I saw it, you know, Luke Skywalker was the man, green lightsaber, the big fight with Darth Vader at the end, you know, the the Emperor being defeated, yeah, you know, and so when this came about. It was just really, really weird to see him the the way he was. But I feel like at the same time, there was still a really cool risk to take. You know, throughout the film, you kind of slowly learned to understand why Luke was so apprehensive to do what he was doing. And he was almost, you know, like making himself suffer so everybody else wasn't going to be affected. Yeah, right. Which I thought was still like a, a really noble act. And just on it as well. It's really cool because he also sees through the whole Jedi bullshit. Yeah. So he is just like, oh, the Jedis with their, you know, stupid, like, morals and ethics. Well, that's what led them blindly to, you know, be destroyed. Yeah, they let Darth Sidious take over the whole Republic right under their noses. And he actually calls them out specifically on that plotline, which I thought was fantastic. And it's a really good, like, he literally name dropped Darth Sidious, which doesn't happen. In any other movie, I don't think. No, no. Um, so I thought I thought that was really, really good. Because, yeah, that was cool. Because that kind of needed to happen, and it was something that was always kind of niggling away at me, as, as, especially in episode two and three, where yeah. they're just so blind and ignorant to yeah. everything that is going on. Even Obi-Wan, like... Obi-Wan just and Yoda. Dumb. Yeah. I mean, Yoda... Obi- yeah, and Mace Windu as well, they're all just idiots. Until yep. right at the end, where they're like, oh, oh, you're Darth Sidious. Okay. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and I and they even had Yoda in this film again. And one thing which I hated at the premiere was Yoda, and one thing which I loved when I watched the game was Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I I remember liking that in the film, and I remember you hating that scene in the film. But I think I was just so full of rage that nothing was going to please yeah. me. Yeah, like the only thing that could have pleased me was Darth Vader turning up and like having a fight <laughs> with Luke. That would have been the that would have solved the problem. Which I think is indicative of why. Why we were bad movie watchers for the last Jedi. Yes. So we wanted just like textbook Star Wars. Yeah, and I'm happy to admit that that's probably not great. And yes. I th- I'm going to give Ryan Johnson uh, a lot more credit than I gave him after watching it at the premiere. Yeah, is yeah. that I think he's a bit more forward thinking than we are. And in, so, in terms so of so your review has gone from two out of ten to three out of ten. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's gone all the way up to a three. Now. Yeah, nice. Um, I mean. Maybe he is, we've got to give him more credit for his, yeah, he's had some plot holes, which I don't like, and he's changed a lot of stuff in Star Wars. Like, from now on, is there no light speed escapes, ever? Because mm. you can check through light speed. Like, light speed escapes was one of the coolest things about Star Wars. Yeah. So, but in terms of those, I think we asked ourselves in the first review we did, do plot holes make a bad fil- a film bad forever? But I don't think they do. I think it's more important the the other things that make a film. You forget about plot holes the second time watching. I did. I didn't care as much. Yeah. And I was able to appreciate the things he did do, which, you know, were actually pretty good. Yeah. I think one of the biggest issues with this film and with a lot of people that watched it, which spurned so many of the angry tweets that I got to read over the last day, which is amazing. <laughs> Some of them are great. Uh, that... People love the Star Wars universe, people love the Lord of the Rings universe, people love the Harry Potter universe, 
not just for movies, but for the characters and the environments and the places which which these people exist within. Mm. And these people don't see them as movies. They don't see them as characters. You know, these they see these places as escapes. You know, people watch these films because they want to escape. You know, they want to escape to the Star Wars universe. They want to escape to the Falcon. They want to expe- um, you know, like see and experience the whole getting away at light speed. You know, they want to yeah. experience the sound of lightsabers they want to experience the 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 cantina scenes and they want to experience they want to see all of that but what ryan johnson did with this film was that he took all of that kind of shuffled a lot of it around and messed with it and the people that went and saw those films were like you do not fuck with my escape yeah and so that is what killed it for a lot of people including us we were ready for that same experience exactly and we were much more open to getting the same thing again mm. that that's what made us not like the film when we first saw it yeah i felt like yeah a lot of it had been messed with too much and i was like you know like you're ruining my special place yeah you know, you know this is where i come to cry yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and you've ruined it for you me painted it yellow yeah, yeah. I, paint, I wanted black yeah and dark. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and so i think that's where a lot of people's anger and resentment comes from yeah and it clouds their judgment oh nice and it clouded their judgment of the film and i can happily admit that you know for one you know i'm getting old now so midnight films are not a very good idea yeah let's see it at 7 p.m yeah 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 then i'm in bed by nine (laughs) episode nine we're gonna watch it in normal time yeah and so i feel like my 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 judgment was clouded and uh (laughs) fear leads to hate yeah hate leads to anger (laughs) yeah pretty much and so i spent the entire film just just not enjoying it and 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 my whole like you know all of my thoughts were were clouded by hate basically yeah. for the film because of some other parts so when i watched it last night as you say i was able to look past a lot of that stuff because we were prepared for the bad things we just in fact you know what it's it's also a thing where going into something with super low expectations which we had for our second viewing of the last jedi we had extremely low expectations yeah we're like should we even watch this again it almost felt like a burden to, to, to watch it because it did, we yeah. really didn't enjoy it but we know that a lot of people are really passionate about it and we felt like we had a duty to the people that love it and listen to our podcast but also us as ourselves as yeah. fans that we needed to watch this again yeah. and i'm very glad we did because i yeah. feel like it sits well in the in the timeline now and if i was to watch all the star wars again i wouldn't be dreading the last jedi no i'd be dreading the prequels again yeah <laughs> although i must admit though i still prefer the prequels to the last jedi interesting but only because my childhood was based around the prequels right gotcha. so so i grew up with the prequels you know yeah. like i still had the last uh, not the last jedi um, return of the jedi on tape and you know i still had all of those experiences but the movies were coming out and you were going to the movies right. with your parents to see the prequels yeah one two and three yeah, yeah. so i mean but as a movie buff they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but as a, but as a, you know, someone that experienced them as a kid in the movie, theater, I like them a lot more. Yeah, fair enough. With The Last Jedi, I'm a lot older now, a lot more wiser, a lot more hairier. And so <laughs> it's a, you know, I can now be a bit more judgy about it. Yeah, but fair enough. I can, I can still put my hand up now and say that I was too rash with my judgment and that I did enjoy The Last Jedi. There were still parts I didn't like. Rose, for instance. Yeah. Not a fan. I still think she's a pretty pointless character. Yep. I like 
what they were doing with her, but the whole relationship between her and Finn kind of seems... Forced. A, yeah, a bit too awkward, a bit too yeah. friend zone. It was weird. Yeah. Like, and it seemed pointless. Maybe, maybe the point was to make a love triangle happen in Star Wars between him, Ray, and... Between Finn, Ray, and uh, Rose. Mm. But I was not a fan. Something that I turned around a lot on was Holdo. I liked her a lot second time viewing. Yeah. Whereas the first time I was like, what, what is this shit? Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I really liked her in, in it uh, second time around. I thought she was great. I, when I saw her for the first time, was already in a fit of rage that I didn't even care. Exactly. But this time when I saw her, I looked at her character more and I was like, wow, she's just like Leia V2, like yeah. version two, you know, like like she, she had learned so much from Leia and had just adopted the same mannerisms as Leia. I mean, like, for God's sake, like the first time we see Leia when Poe gets back to the ship, she's slapping Poe, yeah. you know, like she's just this badass commander that knows she's got the responsibility for a lot of lives. And that's the same with her as well, you know, like she just like she just took no bullshit from Poe. Yeah. And know? it gives the um the holdo scene where she sacrifices herself. Get, when you get over the whole plot hole thing which annoyed me, I'm like, if she can do that, why didn't they just do it to her earlier? Mm. And again, plot holes don't hold up in terms of negativity. Like I moved past it and yeah. I got to really enjoy that moment where she sacrifices herself and destroys the fleet. Yeah. It's really cool. Because there are a lot of parts in this film, as you say, that are plot holes, but those will never hold up. But no. Star Wars fans that are too passionate about this film being dreadful because people have fucked with their special place, yeah. they will always hold on to those plot holes. They will. But you'll always find plot holes in any film. You could go back and watch any Star Wars film, any of the original ones, which are, you know, the the gospel Star Wars, and there is a sh- probably a shit ton of plot holes. Yeah. But the point is that you learn to escape. And unfortunately, some people's escapes have been ruined. Yes. But for me personally, I feel like I've come full circle with it and I and I still really enjoyed it. There were, as I say, still aspects that I didn't like. Yep. One being Rose. I didn't like the fact that Snoke was sort of just kind of, you know, he was just pushed out of the film. I would have liked a bit more of a backstory. I felt like, you know, I even said it within the very first podcast that we did on The Last Jedi, that with um, Sidious, you got this element of, like, fear, basically. And, mm. like, and he was so built up throughout the first three films yes. that when it actually came to him being in Return of the Jedi, it was this huge, huge moment. And, like, you just saw how powerful he was and how manipulative he was. But with Snoke, it was just, he's already the bad guy, and then in The Last Jedi, he's just uber-powerful straight away. Yeah. Which is cool, but I would have liked to have known a bit more because he has just kind of come out of the, the woodwork as being a bad guy, and I would like to have known his rise to power, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, the 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 contrast between Sidious and Snoke in terms of storyline and build up before they get revealed. Yeah. There's no contest. Sidious is so much cooler. He's yeah. such a better bad guy than Snoke. Snoke's not terrible, but he's got nothing on the Emperor. The Emperor was was such a fantastic final boss. But again, that's the difference. Snoke isn't the final boss of this trilogy. We're who yet, is? We're yet to decide, or we're yet to see who it is. Well, there's a question, Tom, and it's a massive question mark hanging over this uh, next film, is that who is the antagonist? Yep. Because we have Kylo Ren, 
uh, he hasn't had much of a fear status after this last film because he is still learning a lot about the Force. He's still learning a lot about himself. You and know? he's clearly conflicted. Yes. He's halfway between Sith and Jedi or something else. Mm. And we don't know which way he's going to go yet. Snoke, Sidious, they, there was no conflict with those guys. They yeah. were straight up evil. It was Dark Side. They were dark side full on Dark Side. Yeah. yeah. And so with Ren, you know, we don't really have too much of an antagonist in him. Because uh, we're, because, I mean, for me personally, I'm rooting for the protagonist in him. You know, yes. I want him to become good. Yeah. And then also with Hux, I mean, this guy just seems to keep getting bigger and bigger ships and more and more troops. And he's just really awkward. I don't like Hux. And so... And um, I love the actor who plays... Uh, what's his name again? Gleason. Yeah, Gleason. He's yeah. fantastic, but this character's bad. Yeah. I don't see him being scary in the third one. Yeah, it's it's funny, like, the first time you see him. And, and I noticed it again because I was just like, fuck it, it's just so bad. Yeah. But, but the way he's, like, kind of, like, bags under his eyes, looks all stressed out and shit, like, when you see him in that first scene with, with Poe. Po. And that scene still riles me up. Yeah. We, we put it on last night, and the very first thing that you see is Poe trying to do this whole witty conversation with Hux. It's not very witty, though. It's really base humour. Yeah, it's really cringe. And and I said to you, like, I, like, we paused the film last night, and I said, if you took out all of that part there and just had him trying to contact Hux, or not even trying to contact him at all, and just had Poe it's like there's a lone ship coming in and while you know like it's it's, it's a suicide run and it zooms in on poe because there's this awesome shot of like the side of his face with the reflection and stuff and then just had him taking out the guns that would be an amazing introduction to poe i would have much preferred that because you see it in the force awakens like like he turns up at that battle flying over the lake and starts owning all of those people on the ground you know just do just do that again just take out the humor i feel like there's a lot of parts within the last jedi where it's just like just take that out it was also in a scene where ray is on the island and luke is watching her um do like some routines with her lightsaber or something against a rock she accidentally cuts the rock and part of it falls down and almost crushes those nun alien things yeah but that was in between the really emotional her doing the fighting and Luke looking, her hitting the rock and then Luke slowly walking away and her turning round. And so it kind of just, this comedy was just kind of shoehorned in there and ruined the emotion of that scene. I remember in the first podcast, you said that, okay, they're staying to give me the feels, the music's coming on, okay, hit me, hit me with the feels. And then they instantly take it away with some ridiculous type of humour. Yeah, and then it goes back to the feels. Like It's like, exactly, it's yeah. like you up and down it's like two peaks and just you'd rather have the humor done yeah before or after so yeah. you can get that full yeah it's, it's basically it's a disagreement with the way rian johnson does his humor yeah and i'm not a big fan of it but on second time viewing it doesn't detract from the good things he did i think yeah Whereas the first time i couldn't get over it and i was yeah. like this sucks it can just because the problem with star wars as well is that it's built up over a year you know, yeah. like this, like we're like we're waiting for the next one till next year. Yeah, end of next year. End of next year. So there's this huge build up. The trailers are released very slowly. Teasers are released 
posters, everything. Yep. So when you're finally built up to it and you go and see it and there are parts that are disappointing to you, it's just too overwhelming. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you shouldn't just go see any of the trailers. You shouldn't <laughs> like you shouldn't like see any of the posters or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I, I've even been thinking about in the last couple of days with the Infinity War is only three weeks away. Yeah. And for me personally, um, and for you as well, you know, being in the podcasting world, we see a lot of news and we read a lot of news and we're exposed to a lot of stuff that we wouldn't normally be exposed to if we weren't podcasting. So a lot of the Infinity War stuff we, we see and it's kind of disappointing because I don't want to see any yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the truth. I'd rather not see anything Yeah, and just go into these movies. Yeah, because then when you do go in and stuff like this happens where you have an amazing emotional part, gets cut off, and then you're, try- you're trying to reel me back in, but I'm gone, man. Yeah. You know, like... I'm it- sitting here pissed off in the, in the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like it was just a few timing issues with the film. Yeah. You know, you can still have that huge boulder which Ray's cut down with her lightsaber fall down. Just have it after. Yeah. It's fine to have just have it after. Yeah. You know, like... Just there's- don't interrupt me right when I'm in the middle of, like, my Star Wars yeah. awesomeness. One of the best parts for me and one of my favorite scenes, and it's just... It's, it's completely silent, but it's awesome, is where Luke walks on to the uh, Millennium Falcon for the first time and switch on and switches on the cockpit light yeah so just before that we have chewy eating a pork yep you know and it just and i remember you saying last night it just goes for too long it, it just, does like you can have it but just cut it down yeah. just cut it down because i was so fucked off about that part that when luke went on to the falcon i was like well you've just you know yeah. you've led me in the wrong way it's you know absolutely the biggest difference between watching that in the theater and then second time last night was that i just must have been so annoyed with that that those dumb humor scenes that i missed a whole bunch of stuff mm. because last last night it was there was so many more times where i was connecting with the characters yes. and these emotional bits which i don't remember mm. at all mm. point blank from when i watched it in the theater i just didn't remember those scenes yeah there was the section um sorry the scene um within the the casino and there's like the little goblin alien thing is putting all his coins in bb8 yeah and and like my fiance at the time just said oh it's because he can't reach the gambling machines right and i was like that's so true. He, he's, he's putting them in BB-8. And then a little later on, you see BB-8 rolling around and you can hear all the coins like yeah. inside of him. Like, that was so funny to yep. me last night. But but when I was watching it, like, you know, last year in yep. December, like, none of that was making Just sense to me. must have been so caught up in the, in the things that we didn't like. Yeah. And, again, maybe this makes us bad moviegoers, so we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, yeah, credit to Rian Johnson. He seems to have made one... Uh, uh, entry into the Star Wars franchise with good replayability, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. is that it's something you can watch again and again, yeah. and you'll discover new cool things, like yeah. exactly like what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, so credit where credit's due. And credit for the one, the the soundtrack is one of the better soundtracks um, yeah, to, to come good. out in a Star Wars film recently. And what I mean by that is that a lot of the old themes are used yeah. quite heavily. And for me, I don't give a shit. No. Use it as much as you want because l- those themes are incredible. I literally listen to them every day, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. So yeah. I'm going to have no problem listening to them a lot in the movie. Yeah. And I actually brought this up last night. I don't know how many times that same binary sunset 
yeah, um, theme little used, theme. Yeah. It's so often. Yeah. And what I want, and I'm going to Google this, because I want to know how many times each Star Wars theme used that. That'd be interesting. So, yeah, I think that Last Jedi overused it, but still good. It's yeah. still good every time. Yeah, I mean, it still hits you with the feels. And again, like, you introduce that music in a scene and then you cut it off with humor. You <sighs> know, yeah, that's where the hate comes yeah. from as well. Um, but also, so I felt like the music was done really, really well. But also, visually, the, the film looks amazing. Like, yeah. the way it's shot is stunning. Like, I honestly cannot fault the, the way that this film is shot, yeah. especially the action. The fight scene in um, Snoke's chamber is probably one of the best ones. I cannot get enough of watching Kylo Ren fight. I don't know who choreographed his fights, but he fights in this way where his lightsaber like almost seems to be too heavy in his hands. Like the way he lumbers it about and there's so much physical movement. He's always know? hitting the ground with it as if it's like dragging yeah. a bit, but it yeah. just looks so cool. Yeah, he he just swings it with such force. It's fantastic he's really like he's scrappy almost like he's yeah. not like a a perfect technique guy but yeah. he's really just powerful and and scrappy with it it's I, really cool i feel like that's reflected in his lightsaber as well because i remember when the um the force awakens came out and everyone saw that trailer and there's the scene of him walking into the forest and turning it on and you see the two little parts yeah. come out of the side people were like why the fuck does he have that on his lightsaber? But that was explained, I think, by JJ as that that is an offset of the power coming out of his lightsaber because because yeah. he's because you know Jedi's build their own lightsabers. Yeah. That he built this in a really amateurish kind of way, and he hasn't built it right. Yeah. And so that's an offset of it. Yeah. And so it still shows almost in his fighting that he is just a brawler. He hasn't fully learnt, you know, like Darth Vader, how to hone his fighting abilities and yeah. the dark side. Yeah. You know, he still can't control his emotions, and so that shows in his fighting. And I think that's just immaculate. Yeah, it's a really, really good story. Um, the only other thing which I didn't still didn't enjoy is that i felt like ray was still underused uh she's she's featured you know quite a bit if you look at screen time but i felt like there's just a like she, like daisy ridley is a fantastic emotional actress you know i feel like they they maybe could have used her just a like a bit more to bring home the feels like the scene where she's down in that you know dark side hole i don't know what oh yeah i'm not a fan on. of that there's still like that scene it's still kind of strange and doesn't really make too much sense to me. And, you know, cool. I mean, leave it unexplained if you want. But for me, where you're trying to show her going towards the dark side, like I'd, I'd still like, like like a bit more, you know, it, it, explain a bit more, you know, yeah. utilize her emotions a bit more. It never you know. reached the height of Luke's dark side cave sequence where he fights darth vader and then darth vader's face is revealed as him you know yeah that that was really good whereas the the whole multiple daisies thing and the clicking the fingers yeah and then she turns the she clears the glass and oh it's it's her on the other side but i'd like to point out there was actually just two people standing there and then they morphed into one and it's actually her so i like the dark and the light side or was that appearance I don't know. I mean, whether the actual parents thing is whether we're deliberately being deceived and that your parents were nobodies. Mm. You know, like Ren says that to her, you know, to say it, to say your parents were no one, you know? And she does seem to think that's the truth. Yeah, well, she doesn't know any different, I guess. And I hope it is the truth because I like 
as I was saying earlier on, they, they I like that storyline that she's not a Skywalker, she's not a something else, she's just yeah. a new. She's not part of a lineage of amazing Jedi's. And I think the fact that we see that little kid display force powers at the end, and he's just a little kid on Cantabite. That is a blink and you miss it scene, by the way. It is like very it's, subtle. It's really like almost too subtle, and yeah. in, in a way, I would have liked maybe a bit more explanation. To like towards that, you know, like I'm, I'm not too sure how you do it, like, but it kind of shows that the Force and the Jedi's will always be around. Maybe. Yeah, but even then, if all the Skywalkers were to be killed or something, yeah. there's still going to be Force sensitive people. What's interesting though is the, and this is going to be a discussion for another podcast, is that we want to talk more about the Force and what is the Force. Yeah, um, but we could go on for a long time. Hence yeah. why we'll do a whole episode on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, because all I was going to say is that there was a particular scene in the movie where, like, Luke instantly, when when Ray is kind of having her first lesson with Luke, she says um, she says that she can see a hole, and that's kind of like the, the like the visual like like metaphor for the the dark side and luke kind of instantly gets angry at her because he's like you didn't even try to not go there like you you instantly went there Mm. and so for me that's still like this whole thing of light light side and dark side and 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 which one's best because still the dark side is being represented as being bad but there's like elements of it that are good and there's elements of the jedi that are bad yeah so i'd like more of that maybe like a bit more behind the scenes you and know. i think maybe um now i'm uh, might be giving him too much credit but around johnson might have known that and he's trying to get away from the light side versus dark side thing mm. to give the star wars universe another more options to explore this not just sith jedi so hopefully that's what he's doing and hopefully that's what jj will keep going with mm. in episode nine because i like that angle uh, it's Rian Johnson for episode nine. No, it's not. It's JJ. Is he? Yep. Really? Yep. JJ seven and nine and Rian in the middle. Woo! But he is doing his own trilogy. Rian got his own trilogy of movies. So there's going to be three more from him. Wow. Okay. But, right. you know, after watching The Last Jedi again, I'm much more excited for those three. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I really need to talk about of The Last Jedi. I'm kind of getting over it now. (laughs) Yep. I don't think we should ever talk about The Last Jedi again. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, something that was a huge issue for us at the end of last year. You know, I know it ruined a lot of Christmases for a lot of people. (laughs) It did. (laughs) Yeah. And there is still a lot of hate going around for The Last Jedi, but I like to think that I'm not in that bandwagon anymore. No, I feel like we have, you know rewatched it and reevaluated our our thoughts on the film and i've come out of it enjoying it me too i'm, I'm not going to say i really enjoyed it if i had to re-rate the film i'd probably give it uh I'd give six it, and a half uh, yeah i'd give it like a seven and a half yeah like I, I don't like i mean it's as i say i can still put it alongside the prequels in terms of in, in enjoyment right yeah you know it's never going to be empire or return or a new hope yeah. So, um, yeah, six and a half to, to seven for me. But, yep. you know, I still, on I think a, second viewing, yeah. I enjoyed it. And I think the best thing about it is that I have no idea what's coming in episode nine because they've killed off Snoke. They've killed off, you know, I don't know who's going to be the biggest bad guy. I don't know what's going to happen with Kylo. So at, le- at least it's cool. I don't know what's coming, which is a nice feeling. 
Yeah, it's 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 good to almost just be left in the dark. Yeah, as it were, with this film. Nice, cool, good way to finish. Yes. All right, that's our podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to, you know, throw us or flick us or you know, do whatever. <laughs> like, I'm I'm coming around on flick. Yeah, you can flick like, us flick, a rating. Yeah, flick us a rating as always if you want to get in touch you can tweet us at nzgg podcast or send yep. us an email nzgg podcast at gmail.com yep. any questions or if you want to let us know about your thoughts of uh, the last jedi then that would be awesome uh so as always thanks so much for listening my name is regan and my name is tom see ya later bye yeah. Yeah.